0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome one. Welcome all. It is the NFC East mixtape. I've lost track of what volume number... It is. You can listen to this show on any of the NFC East blog podcast networks at SB Nation. You can watch it on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel, home for Philadelphia Eagles content. The Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, home for Dallas Cowboys content. He is Brandon Lee Gotten of BGN. I am R. Joe Choa of Blog of the Boys. It is Cowboys Eagles Week, or as the little brothers in the rivalry call it, Dallas Week. Brandon, happy Dallas mm-hmm. Week to you.
2: I mean, certainly not the little brothers in the standings, of course, because the Eagles are one little away. The little brothers who now
1: need special uniforms to like conjure up this From magical clinching?
2: energy. Well, I mean, because the Cowboys have to wear their away uniforms at home. Those are their home they just uniforms. Have to do that. Are you, What
1: do you like? What are you talking no,
2: about? they're dumb. They're white. They. It's their road uniforms. Most
1: teams had white home uniforms at some point. They just transitioned, like all these other teams. The Cowboys are kind of sticking, you know, with the OG thing here. Um, we have a lot to get to. Uh, we have to
2: tie up. This is episode is number by the way, 80.
1: Okay. Uh, It's a good year. It's the year I was born in. Um, Nobody docks me, please. But um, so we have to tie a bow on week 15 and the brutal Dallas Cowboys loss. We did have an NFC East tilt in week 15, by the way. Sunday Night Football that was flexed into and all the way down to the wire. Uh, We have a big time injury to get to, obviously, in Jalen Hurts. We do have the Cowboys-Eagles matchup to get to. Uh, We have the pending Washington and New York games. As of now, Brandon, as you well know, and everybody knows, all four NFC East teams still in the playoff picture in the NFC, despite the fact that both Dallas and Washington lost. We will see if we think that is going to be the case as we move on. There are three weeks left in the regular season. We have two teams here that have clinched playoff berths and one that is basically a hard sneeze away from clinching the NFC East and the one seed in the conference as well. Anything else to, to kind of start before we really dive in here? I just want to
2: give a big shout out to my man Dougie P uh, Doug Peterson pulling off the upset just like I called on the podcast if you last call week. Love a Cowboys that.
1: All the time, it is Love not it. an impressive call. Like, I don't do that no, but every like, week. That maybe
2: I didn't say they're going to lose maybe to the Texans, you didn't,
1: but like a lot of people do it. Be like, people will be like, I called it, I called it, I called, and it's like finally boom, I called it. So, you know, you can't call it all the time. I mean, really,
2: well, you're just gaslighting me because I did call it specifically on the podcast last week, and that was a bold pick in yeah, certain terms of you know, Cowboys are four point.
1: You're four point favorites on the road. Pete Sweeney was the only person who picked.
2: So, the reason I didn't do that is because I made that pick, I think, before I came on the mixtape. Because sometimes I'll do my picks right on Tuesday and I forget Mm, to change them because sometimes I change my pick throughout the week. And I decided on the mixtape that that canonically was my pick. And if you look at my picks against the spread, you will see I picked the Mm. Jaguars, which I published on Saturday mornings um so or sorry sunday morning so yeah um anyway, i have one question uh the cowboys I have one lost, question before we start and it's well, a we big have to deal. talk about
1: the eagles first not the cowboys
2: but i have one well i'm saying it's a big deal because of what the eagles it is a big deal. Of them. so i
1: have one question one kind of mixtapey sort of question before we dive in all the way by the way on the subject of the mixtape the plan it's christmas week uh, so happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. We also right? have week. True. Happy holidays. Uh, if you're yeah. traveling, whatever, and you're using the mixtape as some sort of travel piece, um, safe travels, happy travels to you and the family. Uh, but it is Christmas week. So please offer that understanding. Plus, it's Cowboys Eagles week. Plus, there's a lot happening, playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. Right. The plan for Brandon and I is to do a live yes. show on Thursday night as Thursday night football starts. Uh, the aforementioned Dougie piece, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the New York Jets scoring off. Uh, we will be live for, I don't know, about like an hour, maybe. Um, on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. We'll disseminate that as we always do everywhere, all the normal places. We will get the video up on the BGN side of things, uh, but the software only allows us to stream on one YouTube channel. And so far, Eagles fans have not matched the subscriber count uh, the Cowboys fans have over at the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel. So my one thing, uh, now that we kind of got all that out of the way, um, if you go to a restaurant, like you know, a popular restaurant or whatever, and you want to kind of test it out, see how, how good it is, Like, what's your like measuring stick meal? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's the meal you're like, well, they make a good whatever so I can trust this place.
2: So you're, something like generic? Yeah, a generic like a, ge- a generic thing,
1: like not a super specific thing or like, like a particular I get like the, ethnicity or something.
2: Just for example, like I get the burger to see if it's a good place. Okay. And if it's a good burger, then I like it. And if it's not, is that like what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, to but understand that's, the question? that's
1: your like, okay. that's your ultimate barometer as a burger. And I'm not mm. knocking that. I'm just asking. No, your, your I don't
2: really think I have that. That's just not how I I think about restaurants. I usually want to go somewhere for something special that they might do uniquely, not something, a lot of places that do the same thing. Mm. So uh, yeah, I usually, I do a lot of research, RJ, before I go somewhere, you know, I have to look at the Yelp reviews. I have to look at the shout out to, Hey, how about this eater, you know, are also a a Vox media property eater.com. Obviously they have really good maps and reviews and lists of uh, different restaurants to go to, especially in various cities, um, so usually I check all that out. I like to see pictures. You gotta see pictures. Um, there's this one place in Philly, RJ, called Royal Sushi, um, which is really good. And I love that they give you a menu when you go that shows you the pictures of what the food looks like. I think That's it's awesome. Cool. I think it's great. It's 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 very enticing. Oh, that like because you'll see something on there and you're like, I don't really know what that is or uh, i'm not really familiar with that and then you see the picture I'm like that looks helps awesome. the waiters to out get, too so, you know what yeah. i mean
1: the waiters don't have to yeah, like, try exactly. hard um to describe
2: yeah. it and also you could just point to it if you can't right. say it you know it's just it's a it's a no-brainer kind respect. of
1: respect uh so you don't have that answer i guess my answer um no. this was a uh, we're recording on tuesday it's 3 p.m central time just for the purposes of any sort of news breaking um and it's been a really busy day for my wife and i and on the way back um you know from something someplace we had to be we picked up cheddars you ever been to cheddars before the it's like an I, no. I think it's a national brand or might be like a southern thing i don't think we uh, have but that. it's similar to Chili's, but like a like a cooler version of Chili's. um i love Chili's. yeah so a better version of Chili's, i would say not a sponsor and neither is cheddars and um, uh, you know it was, it was quick and i i had a lot to do so i had to get something that i could eat quickly once we got back to the house chicken tenders and fries you can, you can mm. make a solid chicken tenders and fries meal. I feel like I can trust you. That was like where I was coming from.
2: I just got uh chicken tenders from a, another, uh, Philly spot called red crest kitchen, RJ. They also mm. do, so they do like a full service at night, but they do like fried chicken during the day. And I just had their tenders with our good mutual friend Holden. Whose mind um, I live rent free in, right? And, and, and it was really good. So I, I think when you get elite chicken tenders, I think that's just, it's great. Good
1: it's call. great time. All right. So 25 to 20 was the final score for the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. against the Chicago bears. Um, the 13th win of the season for the Eagles, they maintained the league's best record um, in the NFL. They are one win away from clinching the NFC East and the number one seed in the NFC. Um, I think there's some ties, right? Like if they, if they tied and the Vikings yeah. tied, I can run right? that.
2: I can run through that with you really quick. So, if the Eagles, so let's, so first of all, let's take it to Eagles, or sorry, Vikings, Giants, because that game is at one o'clock on Saturday. If the Vikings win that game, then the Eagles cannot get the number one seed by a tie. The Eagles could only clinch the NFC East with a tie, which I think it is worth, it's like obviously unlikely, you know, I don't love ties, but it's worth mentioning because, you know, let's say it does get late into overtime. And there's a scenario where the Eagles have the ball; like they should just stop well, trying to win. Try Raiders to Chargers
1: the a year ago is the prime example of yeah. that. Right,
2: right. So yeah, so uh, the Eagles again. If so, if the Eagles tie, uh, they clinch the NFC East no matter what. They could get the number one seed by tying if the Vikings either lose or tie.
1: So the if the Vikings win, the Eagles must win mm-hmm. to not only clinch the NFC East, obviously, but clinch the number one seed this particular week. Um, OK, so um, the win on Sunday in Chicago was uh, pivotal in that sense. Also pivotal uh, with regards to the Dallas mm-hmm. loss that we'll get to as well because of the Jalen Hurts injury. That, that's it's. I know you've talked about that a million places already. Uh, but obviously, it has to be touched on. My first question to kind of set you up. Sure. Um, this all evolved, as everybody knows, because the line started to move with regards to Sunday's Cowboys or Saturday's Cowboys Eagles <laughs> game and uh, Jalen's MVP odds. But was like for me, was there there was no like hint of this? Was there any like hint or or small indication after the, the Bears win that there could be anything wrong with Jalen?
2: So Jalen did have an interview post game with Pam Oliver, and he kind of she asked if like he was okay, because he took a lot of hits. And he was like, I'm gonna need to I forget, listen to Anita Baker, I think, and uh, drink some tea. I forget exactly what he said. The point was like, he didn't just be like, yeah, I'm good. So there was that. But like, you know, knowing Jalen, I, I just didn't really read a whole lot into it. I was like, okay, there's just a, you know, a funny a answer
1: quick. conversation. Yeah, it's like
2: a throwaway right. kind of line. I didn't. And then, but um, I didn't see this, but uh, we talked about it on BGN Radio with Jimmy Kemsky. Jimmy had actually seen Jalen go into the x-ray room after the game. Um, so, and he was kind of trying to work on that before putting and it out there. he was the first so, you know, there was report some report
1: that he got the x-rays correct yes. on Monday, right?
2: Yes, yeah, he put that out. And then Schefter came out with the, you know, the sprained shoulder um sounds like he could miss two weeks although you have Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts on Tuesday as we're before we recorded or yeah which happened before we recorded this podcast obviously uh is that you know they're not ready to rule out Jalen Hurts to me that seems like gamesmanship it sounds like Gardner Minshew is going to be the quarterback um for uh week 16 although like I wouldn't say zero percent chance Hurts plays I think it's more likely than that that Minshew plays but it sounds and and that's how it should be because it's a sprained shoulder you need to rest it is the throwing it. That's, that's shoulder what?
1: that was a big point it is of, the throwing question shoulder there was
2: some confusion there it is the throwing shoulder and the way it gets better is you rest it so it seems like a no-brainer for the eagles who just need to win one of their final three games to rest that and make sure he gets yeah better.
1: i mean it was it's a kind of a funny thing but like this really is the uh, like thank you doug peterson for offering this this yeah. particular luxury of time Huge. and rest um the people read a lot i was talking to dave Fuchivo, um our coworker at sb nation who um no offense to you or anybody else but knows betting lines and odds better than anybody else um that's literally his job here um but i was asking him i don't know why it needed to be a shot at me, well i was okay. trying to say like not to say like you don't know lines or odds well you know what i'm saying like it's mm-hmm. saying that Fuoch knows them better than everybody i just
2: you know I just- I mean, some would say I know them great because I am killing it. I'm just it saying the locks that's of the, week the look job show, title. By the way, the it NFL was, uh, It was
1: Fuoch who crafted the tweet for me last week, um, based around mm. Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa. But anyway, I was asking him for his opinion because, like, you can you can talk about this with anybody, and everybody's going to have a different opinion, like on on the dramatic line movement and how many games that indicates Jalen could miss. Because obviously. The, the week for this week's, or the, excuse me, the line for this week's game is one thing, but his MVP odds being so impacted is another. And was like, yeah, dude, I mean, I th- this suggests it's a multiple game thing. What is your gut instinct at this point?
2: Well, I mean, it, it should be a multiple-game thing if they win this week. You know, there's no there's literally no reason to play him um, if the Eagles beat the Cowboys because then they will have wrapped everything up. And again, it's a shoulder sprain. Just rest him the rest of the regular season and then let him come back for the playoffs. So um, I think you have to look at it from that perspective, too, that it could be a multiple-week thing just because the Eagles have the luxury to make it a multiple-week thing. I will say that if the Eagles lose against the Cowboys, and it's, like, really bad, if they get blown out, let's say – then I think we might see Jalen Hurts come back for the Saints game. I think he tries to tough it out. But if it's, like, close, um, you know, really, really close, then they might just ride with Gardner Minshew for another week and see if they can get it done. I think it kind of depends on how he plays. I was
1: trying to envision, like, all because there's so many like tentacles to this into this week's Cowboys-Eagles game and the juice and energy, and we'll get to that, um, that, that are and are not associated with it. But I was trying to envision like a close loss or like kind of like a whatever loss. Um I'll make this case in a moment and you're already going to laugh, but like I think it's better for both teams and I, I say this in a funny way that the Cowboys win this game. Again, we'll get there. Um, but I was thinking like, what if it's like a whatever game, right? Like a, just ha ha fine, we lost our second game of the season and for whatever reason, they did lose without Hurts to the Saints next week. That would be, I think, the like, whoa. You know what I mean? And then if you ran into a Giants team that really needed that Week 18 game mm-hmm. for whatever reason, depending on what happens to them between now and then, that is, I think, um, prior to the playoffs, the worst-case scenario. Again, there's a lot to go right. between now and then, though.
2: Yes. Losing their next two games is the <laughs> worst-case scenario <laughs> leading up to but Week it, 18. It, you were it right. It would
1: also hurt the draft pick. that You have talked about that it. is It's so coveted. that um, belongs to the New Orleans Saints.
2: It would be. Yes. Uh, which is also kind of – so it, let me phrase it this way for you. Do you feel and let me explain through it before like I'm gonna ask the question, but then kind of talk through it a little bit. Like, does this kind of feel like a no-win spot for the Cowboys? Because the context here being the Cowboys are virtually locked into the number five seed, right? At this point, I, I think the better um, word so is effectively because like
1: everybody's been coming around like they're not locked into anything. So
2: okay, right. effectively. Yeah, they're effectively more very good chance they're going to be the number five seed in the playoff picture. And for the Eagles, if they win this game, then obviously that's the best case scenario. They clinch the number one seed, they clinch the NFC East. They'll be number one uh, on the podcast all off season long until next year. We'll talk about them in the top slot, Most importantly, um, and if uh, and then there's just like the humiliation factor for the Cowboys. It's like you lost to the Eagles' backup quarterback in your own building on Christmas Eve. For the Eagles to clinch all those things, like that's that's that stings. That has to sting. And then the downside is if uh or, or the no one position from the cowboys winning is like okay now it incentivizes the eagles greatly to play their starters against the saints to help make that pick worse to also um prove micah parsons wrong that <laughs> oh it's not God. just the system i mean but i mean it would be a very bad look for him if the eagles get destroyed and be like oh it's just the system wouldn't or, that is it wouldn't the team that be point though it's if the, in
1: if how the Eagle, I, look to be clear i'm I, I, would, don't would, anybody, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody should, should, would should would like make public it. statements like this that invite this like discourse. But um, if we're taking his statement literally, his point was that the Eagles team is so great, independent of Hurts. He didn't like trash Hurts. He was just saying the team is so great. So if the team, absent of Hurts, beat the Cowboys, wouldn't that feed his no. point?
2: No, I yeah, but no, I, I shifted over to the Eagles lose scenario. Oh. let's say the Eagles got like destroyed um, and I don't like, think that, that's, well, then it's like that's it's stupid. hard to like, say it was just look, it, it's it's it all, the team. it all
1: ties into like the, the weirdness of this game. This is the the one like look, they're supposed to be about the about the Eagles, but we kind of have to blend it with the Cowboys and the division and the conference as a whole. Um so I don't think this is a loot like I I would have taken, so before the Hertz news, right? When the line opened, because the opening line was actually, I know when you wrote it and Dave wrote it at our site, it was a point and a half, but it actually opened as just Dallas being favored by a single point. At that moment in time, pre Hertz news, I thought that made sense, not in the sense that I think that Dallas should be a point favorite over Philly, but I kind of thought like, well, Philly's in a really weird spot, right? Like they they have three chances to clinch all this stuff. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense for them to sell out, especially if you look at these next three games for the Eagles, the team they will most likely face in the division around of the three is Dallas, right? And so like, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a weird game. Hey, let me make my point. And so. I, I do think that Dallas coming off their loss against Jacksonville, blah, blah, blah. We don't, I don't know how much you want to like get into the in-depthness of that game, but they they need this more from like a pride standpoint, right? I think from mm. a um, financial sense, not literally, but the Eagles need this more, right? Like the value of being the one seed trumps anything that the Cowboys could achieve by winning this game. But the Cowboys right. need it more from like a pride, whatever standpoint. The Hertz news kind of twists the weirdness of this game. But I do think, if you just let me flesh this point out so it's possible right that jalen doesn't return throughout the regular season right and obviously that um is elevated the sooner that the eagles clinch all of these things right
2: jalen hurts will play in at the very so there's no way he doesn't play in the regular season if he needs to you know like if it's a week that's that's what i'm saying there's no chance
1: like i think the most likely thing is Dallas wins this game because of the Minshew factor, because of the pride, because Dallas kind of wants to feel tall, whatever, blah blah blah. And then Dallas, I think this is an important detail. Plays so if the if the Eagles did lose to the Cowboys, they can't clinch anything this week, right? They're still over ninety nine percent likelihood to, to clinch all these things. The Cowboys right. play next Thursday night in Tennessee. So they're the, they're, the thir- they're the first game of week 17. They would technically have to win that game because, like, oh, you never know what's going to happen. The Eagles could lose out. And then on Sunday, the Eagles would blast the Saints into oblivion, you know, it, elevate their first-round draft pick and clinch all of their things. But, you know, mm-hmm. like, I, I do think, like, this was already something I was interested to ask about. Like, if the Eagles did clinch, say, on Saturday, like, you're going th- – Four whole weeks. You're you're already at actually at a place of like relatively consequent free football, right? Like we 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 have this conversation every year with teams like when do you rest, when do you pull, whatever. And that's this is the best possible problem to have that the Eagles do have. But so if if the Cowboys won, it keeps things a little bit more, you know, consequential for lack of a better word for the Eagles for one more week, especially when you tie in the Saints narrative. Yeah, I
2: don't buy the rust thing. Uh, just like. So the Eagles, you know, everyone was questioning in the, back in the training camp and offseason, Oh, they're not playing their players in the preseason games, and there's a lot of rest in practice. How are they going to look? How are they going to be ready for week one? And they start what? Will they start like nine and zero or ten and zero? Whatever they started this year, ten and zero, I think it was. I forget. Anyway, um, yeah. So I'm not really too worried about that nine and nine and oh, I can't remember the record, but the point being, they've only lost one game all year. They're thirteen and one. I think that was fine. This organization has decided to lean on rest. And you've seen the results of that being pretty, for the most part, the roster stayed pretty healthy relative sure. to other teams. So, you know, I will take that strategy. I think yeah, that's a, a strategy I, I would, that you're good to, to bet on. And wait, I, I agree on. with you. It's so the Eagles, when the Eagles clinched back in 2004, because they did this in, the, in 2004 when they went to the Super Bowl, they were the one seed, and they clinched fairly early. They rested their starters for like the last game or two. It was a couple of weeks. I'm before pretty the sure buy. it was multiple games. Yeah, before the bye. And it was fine. Like they looked great when they, they 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 I think they played like the the Falcons or the Vikings, whoever they played, they just like rolled easily. So I don't really buy this no, no, being no. Like, like a big concern. I'm not rest. concerned,
1: but like you a question you like to ask a lot is like, what's the precedent for whatever? I think you could find a precedent for like rest being a good thing and a bad thing, right? Like shocker in a league that is a hundred years old. There's an example for just about every single cause. Um sure. but so but my point is like Things stayed tighter, so to speak, with a Cowboys win in the most literal possible sense. Again, the Eagles are going to win this division. They are going to be the one seed in the NFC. And even if they somehow choked away this one seed, it would not be Dallas in all likelihood. It'd be either Minnesota or San Francisco who would take that. But to your point, I, I, my own, my personal view is that it makes all the. If if I were Nick Sirianni, so I got my visor on my my or my my highlighter on my visor. I got my Phillies hoodie on because we lost the World Series. And I'm trying to figure this thing out. I think you you've come you cut you've come this far. You can't risk Jalen on Saturday against the Cowboys. Doug helped you out, gave you a slight bump. You have to rest him this week. And in all likelihood, you rest him next week against a crappy Saints team at home in Philadelphia. I mean, it's worth mentioning, by the way, this could be, or if if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, this is the last game that they are going to play not at home before the Super Bowl itself.
2: Correct. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um and let's, like, let's not act like Gardner Minshew's chopped liver over here. You know, like, definitely, you would agree he's one of the better backups in the he's league, right? We had that conversation. Rush, at yeah. the, I mean, we, had the, we had the, yeah, you're right. Um, the conversation back when the Eagles uh, traded for him, that, like, that was a move that you wish kind of the Cowboys had made at the time. And, you know, when he played last year, it looked pretty good. It was against the Jets. He still, lost like, to the Cowboys. What are you talking about? I mean, come on, you know, I'm talking about an actual game where like he had his starters to work with Dallas Goddard had like one of the best games, arguably the best game of his career, by the way, activated, who is back for this week. I think he really could have played in the Bears game. I think the Eagles intentionally gave him the extra week because they felt like they didn't have to have him for Chicago um, because it seemed like he was trending in a good way to play last week and then he didn't. Uh, So, so yeah, you know, I think Minshew and also there's something going on with Minshew right now that like. As I as I saw the news today, kind of made me even more convinced that the Eagles are going to win with him because there's the whole Mike Leach of it all, which is very sad oh, that honestly. you know Mike Leach passed away. Um, but uh, you know he he was speaking like so last week in the locker room, um, Jeff McLean of the Inquirer talked to Minshew, and Minshew was you know it was a very emotional time. And, and he broke down in tears talking about Mike Leach, who he didn't even like, it's not even like they were together forever, you know, throughout his whole college career. So that kind of sticks out like how profound of an impact that Mike Leach had on him. And he basically uh, just said that, like, and and I think I've seen the sentiment other, other where, and maybe in your own life where like sometimes you just need one person to believe in you and then that, that like changes that's like the lucky it just changes everything it turns everything around and that's how Gardner felt like he felt like that changed so much for him just like this one person who actually believed in him um so I don't know I just feel like there's there's some positive as my hat says there's some kind of positive vibe there that like just makes me feel like can you just see it from it can you see this like Gardner Minshew he comes in he's gonna be a free agent after this season he Mike Leach just passed away. He, this is his tribute to Mike Leach. This is his case to be have a starting job somewhere next off with this big start in the signature win over the Cowboys. I just I, I just feel like I can see that scenario um, out.
1: I literally, as you're speaking now, I just saw a tweet from TMZ Sports. Uh, I'm sure you saw this that that. <laughs> Well, Thank no, I listen, me. but it's about Gardner. It says that he spoke, the tweet says Gardner Minshew spoke from, from the heart this. as he addressed the it. crowd yeah. at uh, college football legend Michael Leach's memorial service on Tuesday. So that was um, today, mm-hmm. uh, the day we're recording this. But um, look, I mean, Gardner is a really fun story. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, one of the more fun characters that the NFL has seen recently. I don't, I mean, Separate from everything that you said, which is noble and pure, I just don't know. I mean, like, and I'm—it's it's kind of an interesting case study. Like, that's what we talked about with the first Cowboys-Eagles game, right? Like, how good is the Cowboys team, you know, to be able to kind of elevate the backup quarterback? You're right, Gardner's a better backup than most, but he's not Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen Hurts—if the—if the season no. ended today—is the league MVP. And so, like, that is a as
2: Trayvon Diggs would say, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys give you so much content, Blue Green, Green Nation. Um, so I mean, that's but like, I just think. This doesn't seem like a game the Eagles win when you do the whole stew. It's possible, you're right. And like I don't think it's embarrassing or whatever. This is a weird game because of the fact that the two teams are both already clinched. This is the I don't when was the last time that the NFL had a, a game between two teams who had already clinched playoff berths with three weeks to go in the regular season? Like that, you know what I mean? Like when when does that ever happen?
2: Especially in a in a division, you know, yeah. like um, it,
1: this is is very strange in that sense. Like, and so that that in and of itself, the fact that the Cowboys lost, and I guess this is kind of our, you know, sorry Bears, we didn't give you a ton of love. Uh, but you know, the Cowboys lost to the Jaguars. And that really kind of set this up to not mean much, especially once the Giants beat the Commanders and cemented the playoff berth for, for Dallas. Had Washington won, then Dallas would really need this game because they would not technically have a playoff win yet, although any win would clinch it for them. And so the Cowboys have effectively cemented that they will not be the division winners. There was faint hope, but much more prominent hope than currently is at least a week ago. And so it's, it's weird. It is strange because... Right, right now, if you had to pick all three wildcard games as they lay, would you only, or would you not only pick Dallas to to be the road winner? You wouldn't pick New York to beat San Francisco or Washington to beat even Minnesota. Uh,
2: I think Washington could beat Minnesota. Aren't they up would you on pick, them earlier this year? Who would you pick? I mean, I think it's a, it's a coin flip game. I mean, I would. I guess I'd take. The I would probably you know I'd probably take the, but points the Vikings and I I mean maybe maybe take the Vikings straight up but I think it'd be a close sure, game. but I think it's a it's a coin flip I'd, game. I'd say
1: most people would pick the two division winners and the Cowboys to win those three games. And so the fact that sure. you're pro- like this seems likely, right? It's nothing is likely, nothing is guaranteed. What that
2: we're gonna see a three match?
1: Yeah, that's but or like that seems like I you it seems likely enough that you have to guard against it. Or You you at least have to you know think about it. Next, no. Nick Sirianni mentioned no, no, that no, today. No
2: you don't guard against it i think that's dumb because again well, you first, well, first of the all nick that's fine um it, i mean i also disagree with him like overusing Quez Watkins. like <laughs> oh, he wait, did I, against the bears and not running so miles i have one Sanders question until, here. I, I while we're talking about disagreeing with, with, with nick
1: um, i've seen this take floating around because i checked out the comments on your jalen hurts news post um i believe in oh my god there's like well, 700 and there's a there. lot of like um like <laughs> doubting like how could you do this how could you know how why did you run jalen Hurts 17 times to that I say, back mm. off, my guy Nick. Like, th- like, th- well, like, this is how the Eagles have gotten here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think you can doubt this now. Like, it's it's super convenient and hindsight to doubt Nick Sirianni and to be like, well, you shouldn't have run him on the play; he got hurt. Yeah, no crap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's be real.
2: There are like a lot of more than one thing can be true, as I like to say. Oh, and uh, there are different like la- what? There are different layers to that. I think, th- I think it was clear that as the game was progressing that these design runs weren't working. So yes, they probably should have done gone away from them because it was clear that they were really not having too much success with them. So I do think there's some fairness to that. Obviously, Jalen Hurts isn't running seven times. The Eagles telling him to run 17 times, you know, there's some reads in there, um, you know, he's, and he's checking in and out of plays sometimes. So, you know, some of that is on him. And now again, I think the coaching staff at some point can maybe dial back on that and not give him that option to run as much when it's clear. He's not, doing uh well with it and also he's taking a lot of big hits and also that the Eagles weren't running the ball enough in terms of running back carries so you know I think there's there's blame to go around on both sides I, I just I didn't like the energy that I saw on Twitter after Jalen Hurts that the news came out and it was like Shane Steichen should be you know crucified because like <laughs> it was, it's all his fault it's like, not really I mean he, he was part of it
1: but um uh what did you want to uh, say I'm looking for it right now and I can't find it um it was a DM I got I can't remember if it was on Instagram or Twitter. That's why I'm trying to find it. So my sincere apologies. I'm going to keep looking while Brandon is talking. But somebody uh, messaged me specifically about how we like to say that multiple things can be true. Um, and, and they yeah. said that, that. Well, more but, than but one. But they thing said, like, in a world yeah. of infinite possibilities, that isn't really encompassing the point. So we should actually say mm. opposing things can be true. That is, I think, more specific to the spirit of what we're trying to say.
2: But I don't agree because. I think it's better. I think more was than one. Ge- thing I can found be true. it. It was Jeffrey
1: Clark on Twitter. Um, so he said, They don't have to be
2: opposing. They could be different things that aren't necessarily. He said, literally, the literally same speaking,
1: uh, an infinite number of things can be, quote, true. I think a more accurate way to communicate right. this idea is to say opposing things, ideas, perceptions, opinions, for example, can be true.
2: Yeah, but just because things are different doesn't mean they're opposing necessarily. But that's
1: the crux of what people get tripped over on. You know, what I'm saying they're like, well, a-, a and B are the opposite. You know, so A and B both can't be true. So I kind of, I get. I that. agree. Well,
2: not always. I I still like how I say it. And it's anyway, you on a shirt uh, So anyway, uh, anyway, but you
1: were saying uh, you disagree with the idea that um, you have you have to guard against potentially. seeing it's not just the, the, the team coaching stuff. Oh
2: yeah, sorry. That's what I wanted to get back to. Thank you. Totally lost that. Um, I mean, in part, in part because if, if Gardner Minshew is playing, it's a different play. It's like a different playbook. It's not the same thing that's going to be happening in the playoffs with Jalen Hurts. That's just it's different. It's absolutely going to be different. And also, I don't think, as I've, I've said this to you before, when we were talking about this potential scenario, like weeks ago, looking down the road, was that I don't think what the Eagles do on offense is predicated a lot on like trickeration, if you will, Uh rest in peace, John Madden, or I think it's about executing and like relying on their star players at a high level. So I don't think you need to like hide cert. Sure. There are certain wrinkles probably yeah. you throw the kitchen sink at it, but I don't think that's like the whole basis of the it, offense. And I don't think you tank the game by any means or like go super, super basic and never do anything interesting because you're afraid. Well, no, you so can like, that. that you wasn't have, what Nick said. You have to win the one seed. You have, that's actually the singular focus right now is win the one seed. So we'll that wasn't what that. Nick
1: said. So maybe another twist on the expression is like, not everything is literally true. You know what I mean? Like, like, to what? like Nick didn't say, like, dude, we're just going to like be vanilla. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, you know, it, it is fair for him and for the Cowboys or for anyone in this position to say, you know what, like, we got to be a little bit careful. We have to consider this. That's responsible forward-thinking, you know, process. It's the same, like, idea behind sitting Hurts, you know? Like, this isn't about, yes, we have to secure these things, but this isn't about Week 16 against the Cowboys. So I have one question, and I want to be very clear about this. This is not, like, a trolley sort of question. And I also want to be very clear to Cowboys fans, do not be the Cowboys fan that's saying, like, I don't want to hear Eagles fans complain if we win and they didn't have their quarterback because they, were, they didn't say anything. They said, no, you didn't have nah, – no, dude, like this sucks. Like we have all been there. We have all had players on our team get hurt. Do not be that way. Just be cool. Let's all love one another, hate each other's teams, but let's be fair, let's be rational. So my question in an absolutely non-trolling way is what level of energy – has to be put into the idea of maybe Hertz doesn't return right like like that that it's a, a, in a in a world of infinite possibility. at all ever? no 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 right now like if because if like if if we knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that Hertz wasn't coming back right this would be all about like prepping Minshew for the playoffs right the way it was Foles five years ago and so like what level of energy has to live in that world right like hey dude like it's possible it might be an infinitesimally small possibility, but it's possible that hurts might not come back. So yeah, we can't be vanilla with Minshew because we need to ramp him up and get ready for a hopeful postseason run.
2: I mean, I think the Eagles have been good for the most part about being a one week team. Like they say, I don't, what's your, what's your, I don't know what your question is.
1: I mean, like how much, how, how, how prominent of a thought is that on your mind? Is it like the smallest percentage possible?
2: My concern with Hurts, if anything, is that because teams, as you know, with the Cowboys and any team out there, not just the teams we cover, teams generally like to undersell injuries. They like they don't like to be like they don't like to embellish it. They don't be like, well, this could be a lot worse. No, they like to undersell it. I think because they get scared sometimes of like you know, uh, like dampening down right. ex- expectations of the team and every, like it's just a it's a buzzkill basically. They don't want to be a buzzkill. Um, so I think teams tend to be like. And we see it. We've seen it on bigger scales with like Andrew Luck. Once mm-hmm. upon a time, where he's fine. He's he's gonna totally gonna play, and then like he doesn't play for whatever, like whatever, how many and, weeks into And a To your season, point, we've season. seen it
1: with every team. Every team has done it or, or yeah, prolonged. Every team Look, we it. talk every week about Chase Young, right? Like oh, it's exactly. one week. He's coming yeah. back. Whatever. Right, he's doing right. great.
2: He there's like a game he missed a couple of weeks ago or a month ago now with like illness. <laughs> like oh, he just he, he was getting ready. He just got sick, so he couldn't play. It's like he hasn't been okay. Right. He got better, and now he's still not playing. And I don't even know if he's gonna play at all this year. Like. I've, I've kind of wondered about, and we'll get to those two two teams two teams in a bit. Um, so that's that's. I don't have anything to believe that's the case. I've not heard anything just like that. General Everything general that experience up there,
1: of watching football. Y-
2: right? Yes, just the just you know maybe, but I'd see if it's a sprain, then that indicates that it should really only be ideally a multiple week thing that should be able to heal up the time. So again, uh, the the ideal scenario is that he he gets that rest, he comes back in the playoffs, and he's fine. Although you could say well. Maybe there's a bit of like a break. Maybe he's playing at such this high level and he's in, and out, in there every week and he's getting, you know, the reps and all the, and he's playing well and the game experience. And maybe he's a little bit slow or rusty out of the gate in the playoffs. Those, but again, th- those are not like, nine out of 10 level concern things yeah they just they exist
1: in the world of questions to ask and and i tweeted this and included this in our story btb if he did not play throughout the rest of the regular season for whatever reason that would be five weeks between week 15 and the divisional round um i'm with you Mm. totally in the sense of like teams like nobody freak out nobody freak out um that's why the the mvp odds were so interesting to me but additionally the the thing that i always think is concerning is when the national NFL insiders are not only all regurgitated, like when it's like literally like copy paste. But whenever they are specific to say something like that, it is not mm-hmm. right. Like this is not considered right. serious, whatever. So the fact that every single
2: it's the Wizard of Oz, like don't look right. behind so, the curtain. There's so no... like
1: every single National Insider said, this is not considered to be season ending. Who asked? Who who said that? Who said it was like, why why are you already?
2: No, I know. I get why there would be panic about that because it's, you know, that's what everyone wants to know. I don't totally. Well, okay. Like, like and again, I'm, the not the saying, of the I'm not saying I'm not saying that's
1: here. like 100% flagrant, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's a symptom of like the thing we're talking about is all. I'm saying
2: hmm. I would be more concerned if they're saying that like you know early in the season because okay. there's just so, so much so
1: we kind of have to like
2: and also by the way last thing I'll say on Hertz is that there's a chance where the, or a scenario where the Eagles do lock it up this weekend. And maybe he plays like a drive or two at the start of week 18, because maybe he's rested enough by enough, nef- enough by then. And they want to make sure he's not just, you know, like super rusty for the playoffs. So there is that scenario as well. So the, I'm saying there might not be the five week layoff. If the Eagles, um, this week.
1: by the way, like this is another example. Cause if somebody's like, well, Chase Young is one example. I just saw a tweet today on Tuesday that Lamar Jackson did not practice. That's another one, right? Where it's kind of felt like, how, how he, so this tweet actually says he has not, uh, suited up since he injured his knee. Do you remember when it was? It's it it feels like longer ago, and I'm looking at the date.
2: No, but I remember he was supposed to be out like what one to three weeks is what the timeline was, and that's kind of what it's been. So, so it was far. he got
1: hurt on December fourth, so it's been sixteen days. Yeah. Um. So, but like mm-hmm. to your point, like there was this initial like optimism, like or or not optimism, but cautioning. A, mm, I saw one to three the well, whole time. still, like maybe that's not a a great, a great example, but like we do tend to hear like that verbiage, right? Like, oh no, it's just this, it's, it's just you know whatever this and that, blah, blah blah, and then it's just like, yeah, he's on IR, done. Not not that that's happening here. But like you get, and again, there's precedent for every single thing in NFL history. OK, um, let's take a quick break and then um, we'll try to get through all of this.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in Welcome back. While well, we, we're back we're, our no, hang on. While we were gone, coming up
2: with we, something, we talked more say. about
1: chicken tenders, and you told us your ideal dipping sauce specifically for chicken tenders, so not for other foods, yeah. specifically for chicken yeah. tenders: ranch, ketchup, honey I mustard.
2: I mean, I feel like we've kind of had this before because we did the but those are chicken nuggets, um, nugget, Very different nuggets. right? I agree. Well, they're different, but I think I'm going to go with the same answer. I like a buffalo. I want to, you know, I want that. Do you want to
1: dip it, or you, potato. or you I'm want them sweet. like? I want you spicy. want them like kind of. You know, lathered in it, or you want to dip?
2: I, well, yeah, I think the ideal scenario is you would put it in like you know some kind of bowl or, or a package or whatever, and be able to shake it up and get it you know covered. And
1: then would you dip that into like a ranch?
2: Well, yeah, if I'm if I'm well, that's two different things at that point. <laughs> if I'm doing that, yes, I would dip that. I mean, I I you know I know you don't like what blue cheese. You're nah, not a blue cheese stupid. guy. I hate it. Holden also not Holden, a blue I cheese love guy. You. Um, but uh, I like both. I like having both options.
1: Um, the answer is ranch, although. Every now and then honey mustard hits the spot. Not a big I don't like mustard in general, but honey mustard, there's something about it.
2: Agree. Not the biggest mustard guy. And I don't hate honey mustard. It's I think it's a change. Agree. Like in basically like, pitch. Yeah, or like a change-up. You mentioned sushi
1: yeah. earlier. Like a spicy mustard can hit kind of nice too. But for whatever reason, regular standard plain mustard is stupid. Um Wow. So um the Dallas Cowboys lost embarrassingly to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have never won in Jacksonville ever. They're 0-2. <laughs> You're going to bring Um, up how they can do it again in 20. They lost 40 to 34. If you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, I got the score wrong on the graphic. Enough. I've heard it already. Mm. It was an accident. All right. It was a very chaotic. They're just in shambles. They lost and Um, they're in shambles. So um, just a. They were up twenty-seven to ten. You know, similarly, it was very similar to their their other loss uh, since Dak Prescott returned. They were up fourteen, or they blew a fourteen-point lead in the fourth quarter against Green Bay. In that game, Christian Watson went off for three touchdowns. Dallas lost in overtime, even after possessing the ball in this game against jacksonville they blew a bigger lead 17 points granted not only in the fourth quarter zay jones caught three touchdowns he only had two on the season before this game uh dallas lost in overtime even after possessing the ball i do think a little bit of too much love was given to trevor lawrence but that's a separate issue um we could talk about that on the look ahead some qualms i had uh but he he was phenomenal for the most part in the second half and dallas just peed down their leg i mean they they let this team back in and it's a if There are some teams that you can let back in and then still squash, but there are some that are too talented and they will take that opportunity and beat you. And that's what happened.
2: Well, from afar, it seems like those injuries are kind of piling up for Dallas. You know, Anthony Brown goes out and then Jordan Lewis is out. Am I missing anyone else at quarterback there? No, so
1: I love Jordan Lewis. That injury um, has been mitigated a little bit by deron bland cowboys fifth round draft pick um, has been phenomenal had another interception in this game uh, Has has really been kind of a darling this year's rookie class for the cowboys has been a lot of fun in that sense so he's he's been fine as far as this team's nickel corner is concerned but outside opposite of trayvon Diggs, yeah it's a tough scene dude uh, you got Nason right well, out only there only because kelvin joseph got benched i mean so kelvin joseph oh yeah.
2: <laughs> joseph. Okay. kelvin
1: joseph their second round pick a year ago super questionable off the field Obviously, mm-hmm. even if you just limit it to football, a very like awful draft pick
2: didn't want to play a game. It was like, and nah, everybody was so
1: excited because he locked down Devontae Smith when he was at LSU and Devonte was at Alabama. <sighs> um, I, well, yeah. I'm just telling you what the the story, and that's actually mm-hmm. a thing now because, like, actually on Monday, uh, Mike McArthur Dan Quinn, excuse me, said that there would be an open competition for that. No, don't worry, we're just trying just trying to figure out the other starting corner. It's, it's week uh, yeah. 16 and we're having a, competi- <laughs> um, a training camp now, competition. Now, because of the, you know, weirdness of ha- them having clinched, they have a little bit of a, of time to kind of figure things out. Obviously they still have to improve and, and lock down their top wildcard spot when it ultimately does come to that. Uh, but if it's not going to be Kelvin Joseph, it's Sean Wright, who was Dan Quinn's guy. That's the That was Dan Quinn's dude who he demanded in the third round last year, who has been inactive a lot this season. So, um that secondary corner spot is really 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 tough
2: yeah so that's looking like a weakness Cowboys run defense hasn't been as good right well that too? was I mean, you lose Jonathan so Hankins. Hankins went
1: out last week he's on IR maybe back for the playoffs but what really was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back was Leighton Vander Esch left this game early uh, yeah. now people were worried and concerned that he had a neck injury obviously that's been his thing uh, since joining the NFL right. uh, thankfully not that any injury's good uh, it was only I say only very loosely revealed to be a shoulder issue. so not similar to Jalen, but um, you know, it's a shoulder. Um, uh, so he should mm-hmm. be back for the playoffs, but Anthony Barr was just not someone they could rely on. And Doug Peterson picked on a little bit um to to yeah. a lot of success. I mean
2: 27 for one twenty-nine. <laughs> I mean, and then that's and the the long was only 30 yards. It wasn't like they this is like one, you know, like 80 yard run or whatever. Like they were just consistently grinding it out. So that's certainly another concern from afar that I see. Another big one. I mean, you can be like, "Well, Dak Prescott didn't actually cost them the game because that interception bounced you, off." Okay, of you don't Nova have Brown's to do this hands. bit. Like
1: it, it, that was on Noah Brown, but like that is a problem in and of itself. But, like, like the fa- I love Noah Brown and he's been awesome this season. Mm-hmm. He's played way above expectation. A lot of that is because the expectation was so low. No offense to Noah Brown, but. Michael Gallup has not been very good this season. I mean, what a shocker. Mm-hmm. The dude coming off a torn ACL, you know, isn't fully, totally himself. And trading away Mario Cooper, hey, what a shocker. Maybe not the best idea in the world. T.Y. Hilton, in case you didn't know, was inactive for this game. I mean, C.D. Lamb is really playing at an incredible level. But it, it's him and some dudes. That's really all it is right now. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, it, you know, uh, everybody had a problem. I don't know what you saw of this. But um, so the Cowboys forced a fumble um, off Trevor Lawrence, <clears throat> excuse me, late yeah. in the game that Micah recovered all Dallas had to do pick up a first down pick up a first down and you win the game and they you know forced Jacksonville to burn their timeouts on first and second down on third down they went deep to Noah Brown I have no problem throwing the ball I have no problem not forcing them to call that third timeout. but like a go ball to Noah Brown maybe not your highest percentage play in that moment but you don't have anybody that's the problem right now it's it's CeeDee Lamb and nobody else really Dalton Schultz hasn't played that well either
2: Dak Prescott Prescott might not have been responsible. He was not responsible whatever for that interception on that play. But I mean, like I said a couple weeks ago, and which has been aging really well since and maybe won't age well against the Eagles. We will see is that like he's not scaring me right now. And why should he be scaring anyone when he has thrown
0: multiple interceptions
2: in in four out of his games in the extremes here? Wait, hold on, hold on. He's thrown at least one pick in every game except two this year. He there are only two quarterbacks in the NFL this season. Have thrown more interceptions than Dak Prescott. Can you name who they are?
1: Um, have they started every game for their team or, or started a uh, lot of games?
2: No, but yeah, that's the other thing. They've also each of these quarterbacks has played in three more games than Dak um, Prescott
1: Davis Mills, and yep.
2: and then someone who should be on the top of your radar and we've talked Justin about a Herbert. lot and should be on the top of your mind. Uh, because this is the team you hate the most, the biggest frauds in the oh, NFL just lost. Yeah, Matt Ryan and and David—they are the only two players who have thrown more interceptions than Dak. That's this true. Year.
1: So I saw this from Ian Harditz on um, on Tuesday. It's, I'm just reading his tweet specifically. Four quarterbacks have a league high six interceptions where the throw wasn't deemed to be a turnover-worthy play by PFF <laughs> because the receiver messed up defending, making us and the defender made a spectacular play. Do you can you name these four? So Dak is one of them. Can you name the other three? I think you'd be surprised. So just to no. be clear, they have a league high six interceptions. All four of these quarterbacks are tied again in what is deemed by PFF's measurement to not be a turnover worthy play. Okay. Who would? What? Who, just give me a name. Um, Mahomes. He's not on this list. Uh, but Davis Davis Allen. Mills is. Um, <laughs> so D- okay. Davis Mills. The other two are Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Okay, Your boys. I, mean, yeah, I love Joe Burrow, but um, I mean, Same. it's it's a. But Joe Burrow is a quarterback who legitimately But So, like, me. Th- so I, I'm not in, in my stock down. report for this game, I had a stock up. Actually, I didn't have a stock I originally had a stock up, obviously. I uh, had to change that. I actually created a new category called volatile stock. And I put both Dak and Noah in this game because Noah Brown had two touchdowns, but before, you know, th- these last of daisies. And so, like, in the spirit of multiple things being true, this really was maybe the best that Dak has looked all season. I mean, he, the first interception was awful. Like no, nobody can like explain that away to me. It was really just a panic move by Dak threw the ball away. And then, you know, the comeback started. And so the second one, obviously nobody in their right mind is placing anything about the second one on Dak Prescott. But so like, it was this really great performance that like has this really obvious, like dunce, you know, cover on it. You know what I mean? Like for both Noah Brown and Dak Prescott. And so, they're playing really well. It's just like they have these bad moments that are like as bad as humanly possible and at the worst possible moment.
2: Well, I'd also be curious to see because you mentioned the metric of so it's interceptions that weren't necessarily turnover worthy plays. It right? is
1: defined as not, not but being there are a turnover
2: worthy play. plays that don't turn into interceptions. And I feel like, and I've been saying since like week one, anecdotally, I felt like Dak had a decent amount of those. There was the one. Well, the if coach you measure them, we could talk. about I it. thought it was if I measured these, so okay do, do you have those no too? i'm
1: not making up the the thing i want data for but the point
2: being is like i feel like anecdotally at least and i don't have i have to look at the evidence to your point it's fair but like i feel like there have been a number of times this year where i've watched i'm like that got away one, with one there you got away with one there so my point being is that i think some of that evens out and i think his interception total is kind of fair right now
1: i disagree with that i do agree i do and agree and I, i've said this forever that he is playing more aggressive and that is uh, Uh, an extension of what Mike McCarthy wants to do. And you can argue that that has burned them. And, you know, you could argue that burned them going forward on third down, right? And being aggressive, this low percentage likelihood play to Noah Brown. But that aggression is, you know, kind of like I talked about with Nick Sirianni, like, hey, you know, running Jalen Hurts. I, I realize that's a broad statement, but like that's what's gotten the Eagles here. That's who the Cowboys are. And so, like, I, I, I like Dak being aggressive. It sucks that, like, these weird moments have worked against him and the team as a whole. Um, and it sucks that the Jaguars were a talented enough team to take advantage of it. And, yeah, the Cowboys made their bed. This, I, the same way I mentioned that Saturday is the last road game for the Eagles of the season, right, however it all shakes out, this is the last home game for the Cowboys, probably of right. the season, unless they make it to the NFC title game and a lower wild card also makes it, which is incredibly unlikely. Right. Did you have another point to that? All or... right. No, I mean, what is, so, I don't know. didn't really um, throw me anything we, there. We we're yet. super deep into this. So this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode, but we've got to kind of like make our way through it. Um, on the subject, I guess, of Saturday's game, um, I tweeted this out. I tagged you on Instagram as well. The last six, counting this week, and assuming Jalen Hurts doesn't play. Uh, oh, yeah. The last six Cowboys-Eagles games. So this is back to the beginning of the 2020 season. These are the quarterbacks for the two teams. Ben DiNucci, Carson Wentz, yuck. Andy Dalton, Jalen Hurts, yuck. At the time, also, Hurts was this like, what? like You know what I mean? Like It wasn't the Hurts that we know today. Um, In 2021, the first one, we got Dak and Jalen Hurts, Monday Night Football, Cowboys blowout. Second one, um, I I noted it was meaningless, and I got all these people that were like, quit trying to spin a narrative. I wasn't trying to spin a narrative. It was a meaningless game, but it was Dak Prescott and Gardner Minshew. Earlier this season, Cooper Rush, Jalen Hurts. Eagles blowout kind of this this week Dak Prescott Gardner Minshew this sucks like this just really sucks I mean like you've been saying it Cowboys Eagles week one enough quit screwing around quit quit playing with fire NFL
2: I mean you know there's still the possibility of like a preseason injury whatever training camp something ruining it but I mean I just feel like it'd be the best and also it and I, I understand I talked about this with Jimmy on BGN radio earlier today but I get why people are going to be like, oh, they don't want to do it in week one because they they know they're going to get great ratings week one anyway, and they don't want to waste you know an Eagles Cowboys game that they could have on Sunday Night Football in week one. But it's just like, I don't know, just do it though because like (laughs) it's been twenty something years, we we can do it more than or we can do it at least once every quarter. Of a century that seems like a fair thing to do
1: i i listed the quarterbacks but like and so that's like the the face to my point but like my actual point is these games aren't meaningful like they're meaningful in terms of what they literally mean to both of these teams obviously in the standings and stuff but like you you're taking away like the quality of the game, you know, with these freak injuries happening. And, and to be fair to the NFL, I guess, even if Jalen were not injured right now, this Saturday's game is a little bit juiceless just based on circumstance and the fact that both teams have clinched and everything that we talked about to this point.
2: We should mention here too, the Eagles injury report came out during as we're recording here. Jalen Hurts, uh so the Eagles had a walkthrough to be clear. They did not actually practice um but Jalen on Tuesday, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my, you know, Sunday schedule thinking it's a Wednesday, but yes, Tuesday and Jalen hurts did not practice. He was listed as a DNP. Uh Gardner Minshew also didn't because he was at right. uh, the funeral uh, for my, so um, he wasn't there. Uh, and then that's it. As far as notable, I will say actually it is notable that Reed Blankenship returns because he was been starting at safety for the Eagles. So he was actually back in full. So that's actually a big development for them. Um, but yeah, so hurts did not practice. That just adds more credence to the idea. He's probably not going to play. Right. This week. I
1: mean, what would you say it was like as of the moment of the report, like what? 3% likelihood that he would play. So like maybe now it's 2% yeah, you know, based off what you said. Single digits, right? Um, right. Single digits. Like, and the other thing, and we didn't mention this and not to go back, but like this is the story of the NFC East. And the, this is the story of the NFL right now. Um so the national reports that I touched on were like, hey, if he and I'm not trying to mock the situation, but like if he had to play, he could. And I do think there's something to that. Right. Like, I think if the Eagles had lost last week and the Cowboys had won, like may, maybe it is worth like, you know, doing everything you can. Right. Um, but it was uh, who, who it was the Philly Inquirer. Right. That was the first report that it was probably going to be two games.
2: Yes. It was said could. Be but that was two games. that was it the first place that that two could, games yes. emerged
1: as a as a measurable point is my point.
2: Correct. Agree. So yes. like
1: anytime there's this like, you know, weird, like not, unit like, I don't know. It's just, a, it's an, it's such an interesting storyline. It's obviously unfortunate. And you know, that's the most important thing, but it is.
2: Yeah. I'm sure you're torn. I up. am
1: torn up. J- Look, Jalen Hurth is not one of these players who like is, you know, seems like a jerk by all measurements. He seems like such a wonderful no. person and,
2: Even his biggest haters can't say that. Like that would be and
1: I hate this as a Cowboys fan, but it is so cool when you're if you're like Philly through and through the way you are, the way Hertz has like embraced the city, embraced the culture, embraced the other teams within the city. You know, he's like at Sixers games and you know, doesn't want to root for his Astros. You know, like that is he I, I've said this for years about Dak, and it is true of Jalen. He is a dream of a player to be the quarterback for your favorite team. Um, so it is it is very yeah. unfortunate. But, okay, I think we've said all we need to say about this game, or these two teams. Yeah. Um, quickly, mm-hmm. um, I want to see if the Cowboys
2: injury report comes out. I, I'm going to be monitoring so, that. Um, unless do you guys have any big injuries. I guess you do with Vander. Well, Vander,
1: I would bet. A lot that Vandreas won't play. Okay.
2: But, well, I'm going to keep an eye on that while we're talking here. And I'll, I'll, I'll I will let just you know let you know. know, know um, it's
1: now four o'clock, 403 Central Time. Uh-huh. It will probably be like another hour. So, so just okay. You know. Well, there we go. Um, okay. So we'll tie a bow on Sunday Night Football quickly. First of all, Terry McLaurin, don't complain. This is silly. Like, dude, this, this is such a, I, I'm gonna
2: complain. He screwed me out of my end time <laughs>
1: touchdown drop that I, I had. I love him. Terry McLaurin. We love Terry. We're very, very, very notable Terry McLaurin lovers. Dude, you cannot be complaining like this. When and I'm on record about this. When Jalen Tolbert complained about the same thing when the Cowboys lost to the Packers, yes. it, I it, it was yeah. such loser energy. Like, we'll do official. No, don't mm-hmm. break the rule. Don't like that. That's on yeah. you, Terry McLaurin, not the official. Also, kind of hard to
2: believe. Like, fully that's what I that said about rep, Jalen. Like, like, thank you. Yeah, it was just <laughs> like. You. Like, and just because everyone on Twitter said that the, like, just because the ref made a certain motion doesn't mean it was mm-hmm. that, like, it was good. It was a thumbs and, up. And it could have been nobody like, is hey, ev- you need to get Nobody closer. is ever
1: going to be like, well, I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the official. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> over the player, yeah. Right.
2: So, you know, yeah, I think that's, it's a tough look. It is a little unfortunate to me that like, you know, such a call would ruin like a play that doesn't, it literally has nothing to do with, but whatever. It's the rule. I get it. Uh, I'm not arguing against it. Um, and also like, hey, commanders. You should have you were four and a half point mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. should have been able to beat the giants who are like I was like I think this is a lot commanders have this they had a bye. they had three weeks to prepare for they had no the ability
1: re- to they- self-scout or not even self-scout like they played this team yes. twice in a row
2: they should have not left it to where it should have been coming down to the end mm-hmm. of the game like that they should have they should never have been in that position that is totally on them they have to this is a really this is both as I, more than one <laughs> thing can be true this is both a very bad loss for the commanders and a very impressive win for the this Giants. This
1: is the best win of the season for the Giants. That's that's what I came yep. here to say. And I I'm very confident that we have said his name maybe five times which is appropriate given the jersey number that he wears. Holy crap, Kayvon Thibodeau. Like I'm not worried about Kayvon Thibodeau this season. Obviously, the Cowboys have already swept the Giants, whatever. And you know, they're pro- if if the Cowboys go far in the playoffs, they probably won't face the Giants or anything. He is he's the real deal. Like he is he is a, on the you know he's going to be a superstar. Like he he's a superstar. A spe- some of that's like the team he plays for, the division, blah blah. He is going to be a problem in this division.
2: Yeah, I mean, this was a huge game to kind of flash here, and and certainly you're something you're encouraged about for the long. And term he almost after. had the same
1: like kind of moment on 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 Heineke two weeks ago right that the the ball that Heineke did not fumble he, he almost delivered the exclamation point in both of these games
2: yeah so that's you know it's a big positive going forward and that's the thing you know I think Giants fans know that although you know there's always the especially for them the possibility they can go on some insane run them more than any other team uh <laughs> improbably uh that you know it's all about building for next year and enjoying what you can this year and making the most of it sure um but there is some house money element to you know them being in the playoffs, assuming they and seal the deal and make it there. Uh but yeah, again, really impressive. Daniel Jones is working with nothing. You know, like those receivers he has are it's just nothing. And I think we saw the limitations of Taylor Heineke in this game. You know, he's a nice story, whatever, nice right. backup to have, but he's just not like in it, you know, gotta the, have a the game. The clock always like, strikes
1: midnight on on this kind of story. Exactly. Right.
2: Turned into a pumpkin, um, getting, you know, that that strip getting stripped like that and the Giants touchdown was huge um yeah so uh no no blue you can just you could just feel too
1: like like they were waiting for the story to keep going like when he hit Jahan Dotson big late and by the way Jahan Dotson this what a rookie class for the NFC East by the way like we, you know we don't talk a lot about Phillies rookies because there's so many other good players but like this well they're not well, no, but all. like on the whole is my point you know what I mean but like yeah. a huge rookie class so Jahan Dotson like big catch but like the way Heineke was like I'm not like making fun, but like the way he was like celebrating, you could tell it was like, like waiting for the story magic to keep going. I thought the giant social team had a phenomenal tweet after this. Did you see this? Um, they did the, no. like, you know, when people like um, win the, like, I don't know if it's a lottery or the contest, like in the app to win Jordans or to like buy them. You know what I mean? When they, they like are chosen, they, they like did that screenshot with some Washington color Jordans. It was really, really funny. Um, so I hadn't totally realized this as we kind of spin forward now. Um, of these seven teams that are currently in the NFC playoff picture, six of them are playing one another this week. So you've got you've got Cowboys mm, and Eagles yeah. playing each other. You've got the Vikings, who are currently the two-seed hosting the Giants, and you've got the 49ers, who are currently the three-seed mm. hosting the Commanders. Um, even though the Vikings would currently um, play the Commanders, and the Niners would currently play the Giants, but like that's really yes. interesting that it just kind of worked out that way for this week.
2: It is. And we were saying for a while that it looked like that Commanders Niners game was going to be uh-huh. big because they're battling it out for a wild card spot, certainly. And that didn't age well from the standpoint of the Niners have just really taken off and arguably looked like, you know, this is what well, I think. If I you had, argue, if if you had they told us, though, at game. that
1: moment that at this week they would not have Jimmy Garoppolo or Debo Samuel, yeah. we, w- we would be right. like, oh, then like lock it up. Like the Commanders are winning. Right,
2: that exactly. Game. And that's a credit right. to them. You know, they faced a lot of adversity and they've, they've battled through it. And, you know, I'm not a biggest Kyle Shanahan guy, but I mean, Hey, he's, he's done, he's getting, he's getting more out of less. And I have to give him credit for that. Um, I guess, but we don't think the commanders are going to make the playoffs. Do we? Because they're probably going to lose this game. So We
1: think they're losing to San Francisco, right? Um, yeah.
2: Which is a big deal.
1: We think the giants are probably losing to Minnesota. I think
2: the Giants could win. I don't know. That's a coin flip for me. I don't it's know. It's always it going to be a either coin flip way. for
1: you against the Vikings. Like, it, I mean, like the Vikings. <laughs> but it is.
2: They just, okay, they just, almost had like such a pathetic loss. So, I
1: I'm could like, not believe the, not um, good. the the screenshot I sent you and stats and Steven earlier about the Colts. Like, oh my gosh. But you're like. All right. Anyway, it, yeah, like, again right. We'll get into that. It, there Friday. is something to like, oh, they came back from 33 points. Yeah, they were also losing 33 to nothing. Like that. <laughs> What's the?
2: Let's look at the line for that. Um. um uh, they did not cover. You can by look the way. that up. because so, I'm, look, I'm looking, I'm looking up the Colts, which you thought was such a lock. I'm looking up the uh, NFC playoff uh, picture.
1: So you look up the line, please.
2: They are th- the Giants are three and a half point underdogs,
1: and the, the okay, and the Commanders,
2: and the Commanders. All these are, um, are according are to our friends at Seven Point Okay, so, yeah, DraftKings Sportsbook Seven Point. If this if this goes underdog. chalk,
1: both teams lose. Um, the I think the. Com- like the Giants are in over the Commanders, right? Like if we have to pick one, not necessarily like the team we believe in, but like based on the current playoff field, it's the Giants, right? Like they're they're getting an
2: yeah. overwatch. I mean, they have the leg up. Um, yeah, they have the tiebreaker. So down.
1: else, the I think we both think the Seahawks are done. Like talk about the clock strike at midnight. Uh, dude, and they're <sighs> I mean, an Arrowhead this week, and they barely beat the Chiefs. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know, it's you know we can we can kind of set. Set down our Seahawks. You said they barely beat the Chiefs. What did you mean? The, I'm sorry, the, the Texans. The Chiefs barely beat the Texans. Sorry. Oh. yeah. Okay. Um, so you you okay, could see yeah. like and uh, especially um not to you know like do this but like Mahomes now has the the like you know inner inner uh, what's the, the word I'm looking for here the um in, inside track is the inside track for MVP. Oh. So okay. like he needs like you know more ammunition for MVP with Jalen missing. So like you could see the Chiefs just rolling over the Seahawks. The only other team who's a real factor here, I think, at this point. Is the Detroit Lions and our friend?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think they're so our friend. It.
1: Uh, our friend Jeremy Reisman, a part of Detroit, does a great job. Go check them out. Um, they are facing the Detroit Lions this week. The Carolina Panthers. So hard to see them dropping. That. What's the line on that game? Detroit three by three. I think I saw. Uh, I closed my
2: tab for that, but I will pull it back up. But um I will say the commanders are very fortunate. They did tie that first game because the commanders have a head-to-head loss against the Lions. So if it came down to that, you know, like they would be in a bad thing. Brian Dable there. just
1: helped everybody um, out, dude.
2: He did. He helped the, <laughs> he helped the commanders out. Um I'm gonna look up that line. But yeah, I, I think the Lions ended up making it. So then
1: so they would they're gonna so knock, knock Washington yeah. out. The Lions.
2: I think they're gonna I think they're gonna knock Washington. It just honestly from Again, you know, me, I'm all about the vibes. From a vibes perspective, it just feels like the Lions are going to make the playoffs. Like, they're a scary team right now. They look great. It would be very surprising to me if they just fell out of it all of a sudden. Um, And I think the Commanders, this was a a terrible vibes loss for them. The vibes went, like, way (laughs) down. And then now they're playing the 49ers, and they could like it's get, get crushed the, in that the game. 49ers like, who I don't know.
1: are in line along with the Vikings for the one seed based on technically speaking, based on this hurts news, right? It it opens doors and conversations for everybody, right? Like, Hey, you never know, blah, blah, blah. So like, and everybody has something to play for. And the fact that you have these three games with six playoff teams, you know, means the cascading implications are all over the place.
2: Lines are three point oh, favorites, right. by the way. So on like the road, Carolina, and, uh, so I want to talk about Ron Rivera, you know, because I think he's done you know, certainly better than you would have thought he did sure. at a certain point in the season when it looked like they were left for dead. But like, I don't know, man, losing that game was pretty tough. And and there were some, you know, coaching decisions for sure um, to blame in that. And I just think it's kind of like Washington's at a weird spot because you have the whole ownership going thing going on too. And Sometimes when a new ownership comes in, like they want their own head coach, you know, they have, their, so they have their own vision. They have their own vision for what they want for this franchise and not to say they can necessarily get him. Although if you have, let's say Jeff Bezos, just for example, as your owner, then you have more than enough money to probably convince Sean Payton to come to your team. So, you know, I just think that's something to watch out for. Not to say that I don't think Rivera will be fired from a merit perspective, even if the commanders fall out, but sometimes sometimes, um, owners get emotional, like we saw again with Jim Irsay last year. So you never know. And again, the whole pending ownership thing is another reason to think he might not. I be don't want to
1: accuse Ron Rivera of laying down either, but like, is the Washington job if you're Ron Rivera something that you're like really going to fight for? You know, I mean? especially like you've been through everything with this team that he has. If they're like, dude, I don't know, we're thinking like, if you're Ron Rivera, aren't you kind of like fine? You know, <laughs>
2: like. I'll- well, yeah, it's not like he's going to quit, but there could be a point where there's like a mutual right. parting of that's ways what or saying. whatever. Because he, especially if he feels like he can maybe, I don't know, and in theory, maybe there's another opening that he feels like he could pop over to, like let's say
1: Indianapolis, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't, Denver, whatever. Yeah, yeah, let's say
2: in theory, like he could, because Doug Marone did that back once right. upon a time. He he like he he like opted out of his contract with the Bills because he had a, he could get because he knew there was a new ownership group coming in, so that's relevant right. here. And he ended up going down to uh, to coach the
1: Jets. Um, so as we kind of zoom out and look at the NFC as a whole, we call ourselves the NFC mixtape, which people do all the time on accident. Um, We think the Lions, we we think the three wild cards are going to be Dallas, New York, Detroit. Okay. Yes.
2: In that order. Okay. Now,
1: who do you think?
2: Although wait, so the, the yeah I was gonna say because the Lions have the tiebreaker over the over the Giants but it doesn't matter right, the,
1: the, the only other the contender here would be the Packers but I like I don't care what Monday Night Football is telling yeah. us like, they're done
2: well well again the Lions I think if I'm not mistaken what well, the Lions they play them do again they are season? at Lambeau Field in Week Eight okay. thing yeah <laughs> the Lions currently have the tiebreaker over them so yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, I I can't say zero percent chance for the Packers yet, and they do. So, who do the Packers play? They play the Dolphins Um,
1: this week. The Green Bay Packers. Ooh, in Miami too, and then that's one of the that's one of the three Christmas Day games. Most, in case anyone doesn't know, most games taking place on Saturday uh, this week on Christmas Eve. We have three games, one at every slot on Christmas Day. I
2: I think the Packers like. I think they lose at least one of their next three at Miami,
1: Minnesota, Detroit. Yeah. I think they lose at least one of those It would really yeah. change the narrative that we've like all known this whole season if they not only steamrolled, but if they went and beat the Vikings and the Lions to get into the playoffs.
2: It's it's not impossible, I'm, I'm not gonna it's, say well, this is zero well, potential that that, that takes me
1: into my last question for you because like it, the only reason you can say, like, I'm not ruling it out is because it's Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, you, because sure. of who he is, you cannot say that. So, in a similar way, like, uh, some people are like, oh, Cowboys, dude, you're going to wax the Bucks in the wildcard round. Hold up. <laughs> like, I, I'm. Uh, the,
2: the the team, the quarterback, they've I, never beaten ever. Even
1: if that weren't true. You know what I mean? Like, even if the Cowboys, as opposed to being 0-6 against Tom Brady, were 6-0. and but it you know, is true. No, but even if that weren't, that's what I'm saying. Like, e- even if the, the standings reflect, if they were undefeated against him, he's Tom Brady. Like, I don't care if you're 100 and no against him. Like, he is Tom Brady. So, like, you're right. The record only worsens the feel and worsens the vibe. Um, who do you think is going to win the NFC South right now? Because that, that, is, that <sighs> has become, like, our main focus. Kind of, like, I know the Hurts thing and there are technical possibilities, yeah. but the overwhelming likelihood is Dallas so. will visit this division's winner in the wildcard round.
2: I actually posed this question to blogging the boys own Dave Halpern for our Q and A. Everyone read bleeding green nation.com
1: later this week to see the answer yeah, bleeding
2: green nation this week. And then obviously blogging the boys for my answers to the uh, Cowboys questions. And then also RJ and I will be doing the three reasons why we think, so I will write three reasons why I think the Eagles will lose this game. I'll send that to RJ who'll post that. on blogging the boys. And then RJ will send three reasons why he thinks the Cowboys will lose. And we'll post that on bleeding green nation. Um, so, you know, we get to see kind of what we're concerned about uh, on each side of the matchup. But anyway, um what was oh the n f c south thing, so uh I asked him to rank the teams for me. He hasn't gotten back to me yet, which is fine um, so I don't know his answer. I was gonna ask you, like what is your order? I think the bucks will win that division, but what do you think like what's the if you have to rank the teams from who you most wanna play in that first round to the least you wanna play, who would you rank it how how would you so
1: I have three answers if that's okay, um, but they know they I all make four. different sense, so
2: like I need four. I need every team uh, listed from most desirable to least desirable. I know,
1: but like they all have different reasonings. So like the game I most just the game I'm most confident in Dallas winning is against Atlanta. They stink. Like they okay, so that's your number one. one. But, but play, that's that's the, the, the least, least possible thought. though. So like the game. That's I don't care no, but, about possible. But like I want that, that, to hear the, the context for Cowboys fans who are listening is important. I don't. Want well, to hear they possible. do. I want they do. Order. So like the. I, well, no, they don't. The most possible. Answer that I would like would be the Panthers like they're, they're the closest ones to dethroning okay. the Bucks. I would pre- much prefer that. Um, I would like the Saints, although I, I I fear the Saints more than I do the Panthers, but I would like the Saints because it would significantly damage the first round pick that the Eagles are going to have from them if they won the division.
2: Sure. I. But I don't want to. Well, the so the, the answer. I just want to know who you. The don't answer is play.
1: Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Bucks. But
2: Falcons, Panthers, Saints, the, Bucks. Yeah, I think the that's only the right
1: reason answer. I would want the Bucks would be the only reason I would want to play the Eagles in a playoff game is like if you win, right? Like you know, <laughs> like it would be, and especially if Brady retires, it'd be cool. Like I think the Eagles have the coolest trump card ever over Tom Brady to be like you had your heroic performance in the Super Bowl and we beat you, right? Like that's an awesome thing to like have as a sports fan forever. It would be cool. They were the last team to beat him in the right, Bowl, and so right? and if 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 the yeah. if Tom Brady does like officially retire after losing in the playoffs to the Cowboys, you know, a fun trolley thing is like, oh. Tom Brady's last game ever was a loss to the Cowboys. That would be cool. Um, so that's the only reason I would want like
2: that. Like I did with like, with like, you know, Tony Romo's last game ever was a loss to the Eagles. That is
1: technical. No, it's not. Um, his, la- it's, no, it was is. a loss to the Packers in the division. Round. All right. Well, all right. Sorry. His last regular season <laughs> game
2: that he, wait, sorry. Last game that he played in, let me correct myself. Last game that Tony Romo uh, well, played you're, in. Was you're, you're
1: adding more qualifiers than I would be at this point. Um, I mean, that's just true. That is objectively So true. yeah. Um, I, and I, in a logical sense, I think the Cowboys would win, right? Like, the Cowboys seem to be a bit – there are only two teams in the NFC with a worse point differential than the Bucks. Do you know mm-hmm. who they are?
2: I think uh, in, in the, the NFC, NFC. – um, I'm sorry, Bites. three. No, there, was, just, there are three. Just a joke. Um, I don't know. The uh, Falcons? No, no, no. You said the division. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, they have the worst point think.
2: differential in oh, the, the division. There's Bears, Bears. Bears are one. Um, it was at the bottom of the NFC, That's the Rams, true. and then the I don't the know Cardinals. who else.
1: So okay, like, yeah, sorry, I was trying to find right. my power. In all, in all uh, likelihood, yeah. the you know the Cowboys beat the Bucks, like you know what I mean, in a world void of emotion. But I would I would be very very nervous because it is Tom Brady.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's and it's a road game in the playoff. Like you know, it's not necessarily an easy environment to play. Not that like Tampa's, like you know a juggernaut. So they have that or, big pirate ship. Right I don't know Watch out. They do have the cannonball, but you know it's just not like. It's uneasy there's no easy scenario it's the playoffs the games are typically pretty tough um and you and, just never you never know yeah, if that what,
1: defense wakes up and gets right you know what I mean like it's a billion different or
2: things. like players are like hey this is for Tom this is for Tom's last game you like we want to go out strong like I don't I don't really think that's likely because I don't think the vibes are great there but yeah it could happen and uh, I, I will say maybe I would consider flipping I think the Falcons are correct as the team you would most want to play because they're just epic losers even if like the Cowboys got down to them what are the chances? That the the Falcons are going to blow that lead, like infinite chances that they're going to blow that lead. I think the Panthers could be the second toughest team, but it's hard to say. I mean, it's it's close. I think the
1: Saints and them are close. What separates the Saints and Panthers for me is like, name me the player on the Panthers that you're like, oh crap, you know, like you know what, like what you know, but DJ Moore, I guess. But like we're sitting here, we talked we talked about how the Cowboys' run defense is kind of like falling apart. I like Alvin Kamara, you know what I mean? Like, couldn't you see him having like a 263 yard game or something like that? Sure. It like that. That's what worries me.
2: I think it's close. My point is, you could argue it. I think you could flip-flop Saints. I think the Falcons are correct at the top, most preferable. And I think the Bucs are correct at the bottom, least preferable. I think you could flip Saints. I think those teams are closer together, Saints and Falcons. Um, Sorry, Saints and Panthers. And I do think the Panthers potentially might have the better coaching.
1: Okay, so let's pick these games uh, for this week. Um, Do you want to pick against the spread or straight up? Well,
2: I guess we'll do both. Why
1: not? I mean, it's a weird week. That's why I asked. Because ev- of all the... Every game that, that these teams are playing in has at least one team who has clinched a playoff berth. You know what I'm saying? So there's some, like, weird... So, and both the Giants and Commanders... are. Let's go in order. Um, What order are you talking about?
2: Let's go in, like, in order of, like, uh time. Chronological time order? Is, that'll be... right.
1: Okay, yes. so the Giants visit That'll the be... Vikings on Saturday at noon, yep. and the Vikings are getting... Because your answer to this impacts like what the okay, Eagles okay. might be able to do um, in terms
2: of what we think The happen. Vikings yeah.
1: are laying three and a half points. So you can pick, spread, you can catch your answer however you want to do this.
2: I'm going to take the Giants with the points and outright, just because I think it's such an emotional win that the Vikings came off of. There could be a potential letdown here. And I just don't think the Vikings are that good. I don't think the Giants are amazing either, but the, the Giants impressed me on Sunday night. So I'm going to give them some benefit of the doubt here and say they at least cover, and I'll just take him out right I'm gonna
1: now. I'm going to take the Vikings. I recognize they had a really poor yeah. first half against the Colts, but, I mean, that they had a, such an explosion on offense in the second half. They had two defensive touchdowns taken away from them. I mean, you know, like, and that's not like... Well...
2: I think one okay. of those. They had at least iffy,
1: one okay. taken, and uh, the and sure, the first thing fair. you know, the the Kirk Cousins pick six shouldn't have happened. Like you don't have to move a lot of like it's you don't have to unfairly or irrationally move goalposts to really change. The I mean, score. it should have happened, but it,
2: it was a legit pick. No, six. No,
1: but it shouldn't have happened based off the turnover that the Vikings should have had. If you know what I'm saying, if not, okay. if not for like the sequence of events, so they like the score does not like do justice to how badly the Vikings truly beat the Colts. Um, well. Anyway, so I will take the Vikings, I will lay the points, so we're on different sides there, uh, both, you know, whatever. Yeah. Then,
2: um, so we're going... So you have it so the Eagles have to win, then, and I have it so that the Eagles can tie. Right, because
1: there is no tie. I'm not predicting yeah. a tie, so right. Um,
2: I agree. No, we're not predicting right. ties.
1: That's, that's a. Yeah. Um, and the commanders are, as we said, getting seven points on Saturday at 3 o'clock, 20 minutes before, 3.05, 20 minutes before um, this game kicks off. Against the Niners. Eagles, Cowboys.
2: Yeah. I'm going to take the Niners. I mean, that defense is so good. Like, they can... They can... Yes, because they can prevent points. They're very good at doing that. And that was a really, like, concerning loss for the Commanders. So, I'm going to take the 49ers.
1: I'm so tempted to take the Commanders to cover. But, like... Mm-hmm. If, like the the And the Seahawks... Their offense is, like... Their offense is held together by, like,
2: duct taping. Like, you know, like they, they really piece it together. Do you know offense, if this – And I just feel like that's tough against the 49ers. Do you
1: know if the Seahawks covered last week against the Niners?
2: No, I don't think they But did. they they no, came they
1: close, right? Like, they had, like, a kind of cute little narrowing in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't think Washington's yeah, like that.
2: Kind of. Not really. I, I don't
1: think Washington can do that. So, I'll take the Niners. I'll lay the points. I'm really not that worried about it. Um, which takes Mm -hmm. us to Saturday afternoon, 325. The only game happening at that. There's only actually two afternoon games on Saturday. Um, The one we just talked about San Francisco, Washington, which takes place 20 minutes before um, Mm -hmm. or starts 20 minutes before. Um, And then Philly visiting Dallas 325 p.m. Central time. So this line, as I understand it, opened Dallas by one, then moved to one and a half, then three, Mm -hmm. then five, then six. Now as I look, I thought up to six. Now it's four and a half at this moment in time.
2: Ooh, (laughs) interesting. Um, give me give me the Eagles outright, baby. Like I don't even need the points, but I mean I'll take him if I'm getting them. I think there's something to the vibes of this team and and Minshew. And again, Minshew played well last year. Um, he's definitely not as good as Jalen Hurts, and I think you have to say that. You have to credit Jalen Hurts, but. I do think, to Micah Parsons' point, that Jalen Hurts does have a good support system. In addition to being really good and incredibly, so you valuable. agree with what Micah Parsons said remember. about Jalen Hurts? I do not, because I think he did not give Jalen Hurts. Do you agree credit. or disagree? I'm more, more than one thing mm. can be true. Well, I, I'm saying more than one opposing thing opposing things true. can be true, and. I would say that the Eagles win this game. We get the vibes going on with the leech factor and everything. I think this is gonna be emotional for for Minshew. He's gonna go out. Again, there's a lot of motivation for him to play well in terms of like boosting his profile ahead of free agency this offseason. So um I mean I think it's at least gonna be a game. So I, I just think it's it's a little bit much to give the Cowboys. Uh, all those points all those points.
1: points four and a half points
2: all those four and a half points. that's a lot of points for a divisional game for that one seed on the line Christmas Eve it's a big Good. game I do think you know look it's a tough spot and the you Eagles you act like Christmas Eve it the affects road. the
1: Cowboys like it's only something that affects the Cowboys no I don't anyway I will take the Cowboys I will lay the points um because it's Gardner Minshew and that's not like a knock on him but like also because this game is like void of like the Cowboys this is my lock of the week for the
2: okay. NFL, <laughs> show. spoiler alert. This is I'm, I'm I'm locking Eagles four and a so half. You're, well, right
1: you're here. locking it now.
2: So I'll, I'll get uh, I am nine. By the way, I am. what well, I think what now ten? No, I'm ten and five in my locks against. Well, now the, yeah, the uh, Eagles will uh, definitely locks play locks harder. The they know you're ten and
1: five against, you know, as far as
2: your locker. I mean, I, I was I'm in one. I'm one and know in my locks of the week with the Eagles. All I'm saying Cowboy
1: is um, like, if this moves, I'll give it to you at four and a half. If it even if it you know shrunk, I'll give it to you at this point. So just so. I, well, yeah, No, I'll have your that. back I'm with stats. Right stats might be like, no, okay. dude, it's three now. No, like I'll have your back. Is what I'm saying. Um, I I could see this being a close game, and I'm not trying to like you know throw out a bunch of answers here. But I could also see it being like a big Cowboys win, and then like you being like the Cowboys had to, like this was their Super Bowl, blah blah blah. You know, like no. I don't I don't think a loss here is is like detrimental or devastating or even kind of sad for either of these teams. It's just a game that has to happen along the way. And I think that, I similarly to how I don't think the score did the Vikings do justice last week, not that I think the Vikings are amazing, the Cowboys lost. They deserved the loss. They blew that lead. They still had a 17-point lead. They played very, very, very good football for the first, like, I don't know, 35 minutes of that game. I mean, they they are that team more than they are any other team. And so I think they will pounce Mm. on Gardner-Mintry, so to speak, and I think that they will win this one comfortably and kind of make themselves feel right, and that will make for... All sorts of annoying. You also said this last week. No, I did. I mean, you were like they're not. You did. You were like they're gonna come. There's. I read. They did. They line. were Where's up twenty-seven come? to ten, and then they peed down their. They legs. lost. I know, but like they lost. They, the they game. did. Like they showed. Like we, we we people treat like wins and losses. Like, well, they're just a terrible team now. No, like they lost, but they they looked very 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 good. That's a stupid truth, but it's the truth. So I think the Cowboys they look win good against the Texans. I, I think Gardner Minshew is a fine quarterback, but he is a backup quarterback, and I think. I I'm very interested to see Micah Parsons in this game. I'm, I'm Micah had a, a really big game that was, you know, he had one sack, but he had 12 pressures according to PFF. I mean, I I'm very interested to see him in this game, especially against the Eagles offensive. Well,
2: line. We, Oh, especially, and not even just the, the line, but the, the system because last uh, game they played, Right. I mean, it's true though. They oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought like you were the, still, I thought you were talking like,
1: about his, his point of on-going. No, sorry. sorry. I didn't know okay. that's
2: a Freudian slip. I didn't even mean that. I'm just saying, in terms of I think the Eagles did a really good job of last time of like just not even blocking him at all. Well, they, they took him out of the game by can, like optioning him.
1: You can only do that when you have Jalen Hurts. So I'm I'm very interested. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a really interesting game, but like well, sure, I'm not gonna draw a hard conclusion about either the Cowboys or Eagles one way or another after this game is my point. So um, and if this if this goes the way we're I saying I will say if this goes the way we're saying. Um, this week would actually improve Dallas's odds of a one seed if the Cowboys win. Sorry, if the Vikings lose, because they would get they. Just to to be fully clear, and right. I, I say this for Cowboys fans because I've seen some misconceptions. you here. are not predicting. No, no, no. I'm I'm clear. not. But like, if you want to know what they need, the Cowboys need to win out, and they need the Eagles to lose out, and they need a Vikings loss, which Brandon just guaranteed, and a 49ers loss, which we did not guarantee. If all of those things happen, infinitesimally small odds, Dallas would be the one seed. Uh, but not happening. So. But if this goes the way I'm suggesting Dallas plays the Titans next Thursday night, technically with that life alive, I think we both would probably pick them against Tennessee. Um, And then Philly can just end it all with a Sunday win against New Orleans, help their draft pick Mm -hmm. and lock everything in for a meaningless week 18 game that would actually then help the Giants and Commanders both out in their own individual ways because they play the Cowboys and Eagles.
2: I don't. I think we probably in Philly haven't given enough attention to what you just said about the Thursday game because the Eagles will know then, right, by Sunday. I said so that if they at, the, lose at the beginning the of this
1: episode. I know it's been very long. Right,
2: but I, I'm saying, like, I know, but I'm saying, like, I, I'm just coming to, to grips with that. I don't think we've really talked about that enough in Philly about, like, how that could impact, But although I, I do think the
1: Cowboys will be. To, I to, your, point, probably doesn't to your point, Philly could lose on Saturday, but if Minnesota lost, like you're saying to the Giants, um, then Dallas lost on Thursday, it's over for Philly. You know what I'm saying? Like they would clinch by virtue of the Minnesota and Dallas losses. You get what I'm saying? Huh? So, like, even no. if the Eagles lose this week to the Cowboys, if the if yes. the Vikings lose to the Giants and then the Cowboys lose to the yes. Titans yeah, yeah, the, yes, Philly right. clinches.
2: Correct. Yes. Yeah, 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 Um, and then, you know, uh all right, now we're good. I'm not even get into it. But the last thing I will say about the Eagles Cowboys matchup. Your boy Nick Siriani, RJ, is undefeated. He is ten and zero when the Eagles do not wear white pants <laughs> and they're wearing black pants. I love this on Saturday. I love this. It's true. I, I mean, just again, it's I true. Love it. They're ten and zero when they don't wear the white pants and they're wearing all black with their black helmet, which I think just really does not really look too different at all from their <laughs> midnight green helmet. But whatever. Okay. It is funny that they're wearing an alternate on the road. That's the first time they've ever done that because you know usually they're wearing.
1: Oh, that could home. only happen usually... against the Cowboys because the Cowboys were wide at home. I so mean, you're welcome.
2: Because the Cowboys wear their road games All right. at home because they're scared yeah. to wear their blue uniforms at home for some reason. As
1: we leave, not three words. Tell us your favorite reindeer and why.
2: <laughs> hmm. Well, you know Comet and Dasher and Donner and I don't even know. Blitzen, Comet and Cupid, Cupid, and, and, Comet and, 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 and someone Cupid
1: and Vixen. And
2: Donner and Blitzen, Vixen. Uh, But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Uh, My most famous, I mean, come on, how's it not going to be Rudolph?
1: Hopefully we see you all Thursday night.
0: More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder.